Hi folks, the podcast you're about to hear was recorded yesterday um, with Dr. Arslan um, Shahid. And the reason we're putting it out so quickly is because, well, you'll have to hear the story and realize why people need to take action. Um, we are live at 12, uh, that's midday with our Sunday show. And we have a brilliant lineup, uh, including our regular contributor, Emma D'Souza, uh, Sam McElwain, the uh, lefty unionist loyalist, um, and Finna Falls, Thomas Byrne, and maybe even one more. So if you are registered at patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack, the link is there. You can come along, be in the audience, join the chat. We'll have a Q&A session at the end. A lot to cover the week that was, and um, should be great to get the perspective of events in Belfast, Fermanagh, and indeed government. Um, hope to see lots of you there. In the meantime, enjoy this podcast, and thanks to, to Dr. Shahid and his wife for telling us their story. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves, and we're back on a Saturday, Martin. And the reason we're back is because we saw something yesterday that yet again kind of, I'm going to say, pissed me off. Um, uh, we talk about people who've, you know, worked during the pandemic on the front line and, and, and taking care of them. And we see, you know, you know, oh, we'll give them a bank holiday, we'll give them this, we'll give them that and the other. And yet we see situations like we're about to discuss today. Yeah, it's it's all too common, Tony. And we've discussed situations like this with Shamim before. Mm. Um, you know, and it is a ridiculous situation. You're going to ask people to come in here and put their themselves on the front line. Well, then accommodate them. It's well, that simple. I mean, we saw one recently where, and again, I'm going to plug Shamim um, Malaknyan's pieces in the Dublin Enquirer. There were people who were who were was it a solicitor? Martin was. Um, not eligible because they needed an organ transplant, could go on the list, would be a That's suitable right. candidate. But they went, oh, but because they're not um, X number of years here, yeah. they might not get social welfare when they, when they to go through the recovery phase. We have so much systemic, I'm going to say it, racism in a way. It's, it's, it's exclusionary. That's what it is. And anyway, well, look, it, it is racism, Tony. I think it is racism. I think when you make people jump through extra hoops, when you absolutely need their skills in the country, well, then you're just being racist. You've no good reason for yeah, it. Yeah, but see, the way you say skills, I just think I'm an open borders kind of guy. Yeah. Everybody should be allowed to be whoever they want to be, wherever they can be. And we, we need to we need to make sure we maintain that. But nonetheless, it, um, we are delighted to be joined by uh, Dr. Arslan Shahid, who is down in Galway. And if you are listening to this, you may have seen on social media, um, I think it was uh, another contributor to the podcast frequently is uh, Mohsin Kamal, who talks about the, the plight of um, immigrant doctors and how they, they're treated differently than their Irish colleagues. And, and it was uh, it was it was Mo who put me on to, 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 to Dr. Shahid. And first of all, doctor, thank you so much to talk to us. Uh, hi, Tony. And hi, Martin. Good afternoon, everyone, whoever's listening yeah, to, well, to, uh, to us. Uh, I'm really, really thankful to uh, Tony, you and Martin to take up this issue. It's really highly appreciated that you took out your time and you invited me to this show. No, no, look, it's it's our pleasure. We just hope we can highlight this because in I'm going to I'm, there's a big conversation to be had between me and you about your six years in Ireland. But you are six years in Ireland and and um, you've worked. I think you arrived. You worked your six months in Clonmel. You were up in Donegal and Letterkenny, and you're currently in 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 Galway. Your wife, um, your 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 wife uh, Namra uh, was was is currently pregnant, and you've applied because you were effectively isolated in Ireland. 
You've applied yeah. for a visa for your mother-in-law to come and support you when when baby when baby arrives, and that has been yeah. declined. Can you just explain to me first of all the process and how we ended up in this mess? So uh, just to begin with, so I've been uh, living in Ireland since 2016. Um, I came here as a qualified doctor from Pakistan, started my surgical uh, NCHD job in Clonmel, then moved over to Latakani. The next I was in Mayo for three years. So I just got married uh, uh, two years ago, uh, just before the pandemic came, uh, came in March 2020. And then my wife came over to me later in the year to join me in Ireland. Uh, so she uh, got pregnant for the first time. Um, and unfortunately, she uh, we had both gone through to miscarriage. So we initially sat together. We were very down and out at that time. We thought, okay, if we apply for someone's visa now, it will take around three to four months time. So better wait for uh, another pregnancy. And then we will uh, surely apply for, uh, for family help to come and join us during the next pregnancy so she uh good news she got pregnant again um so i applied for uh, the visa and the just before she kicked into her last trimester i applied the visa for my mother-in-law uh my wife uh, had been really stressed out as well because of the history of miscarriage so she wanted someone to be with her during this time as well as we are just living alone um as you know the doctors uh uh, you'll see the doctors, a lot of uh, non-EU doctors over the Twitter, but we are just really uh, like in different parts of Ireland. We are not together like some maybe in Dublin, some are, some are in Cork or some are in like Sligo or Galway or some, you know, and everyone is like in different parts of the Ireland. So no family or anyone around. And you, everyone knows that um, the, uh, during these times, you need the support from someone to be around you. And then I applied for visa in uh, later half of October, and then just like to last week, uh, the, I was really shocked to know that the visa was refused. Um, so it, just I'm here alone with my she, uh, me, uh, like my wife, and we are just alone. The baby is due next week. Should, like it could be today, it could be any day. Like you know, mm. I'm really excited to meet my baby as well. But on the other side. Um, we were just a bit uh, stressed as well because of this decision. It seems to me, yeah. um, just in, just as we look at this in the broad sense, I mean, there's a callous issue in this, but it wasn't a simple application process. I mean, you had to go through the application for, for a visa for your mother-in-law and yeah. the department don't make it easy. I mean, we, we spoke yesterday evening about this. Just want to explain to our listeners how onerous and how much, how much, yeah. how, how hard it is to actually just even go through the application process. Sure. So um, I, I would say that uh, so anyone who is Irish national and who is an Irish citizen won't be able to realize how how stressful the application process is. So if you go to the website of uh, the Irish Naturalization and Immigration Services website. So it's like a bundle of like around 15 to 16 documents to start with. And in each of these documents, you have to add on three more documents. So in total, there are like 38 to 40 different documents you have to add on just to apply for a three-month visa. So unlike of the British counterparts who usually give the visit family friends visa for at least six months, in Ireland, it's only for three months. So they can only just come for three months and then they have to leave the country. Um, so there, these are the documents. Then you have to prove your finances. There, you have, These are documents you have to prove that you will return to your country, like obligation to return to your country. What are you doing in your country? 
what are your finances like uh okay whoever is uh, like i was this uh, i was the enmity my me and my wife was like uh, enmity for our mother in law so whatever you do so i have to prove my finances even though i've been living here for 6 years i have to prove my taxes that i've been paying here for taxes and and like i have to show my job letter and all those things you know and even though everything was attached there um uh, and surprisingly you will be like like you will laugh at this thing like the same documents i applied for my mother just before the pandemic she visited me in ireland in 2019 uh, before i was married i married in 2020 so she my mother visited me with the same documents in 2019 and my mother in law i applied the same documents i applied for her in 2021 and her visa got refused so i'm just like shocked like what difference was were in the documents i don't know uh like there's one thing for one person is <laughs> another thing for another person i it's really shocking you know um we've spoken to to other doctors yeah. who've told yeah. us how difficult it is yeah. as a non-national in ireland as a doctor and you've mentioned that you've been pretty much all over the country so it's yeah. very difficult to engage somebody to come in a stranger to come in of course yeah. you don't really want a stranger to come in you'd prefer a family member in with you do you think that the, that non-national doctors in Ireland are getting a very rough deal with the way the health services run and particularly with immigration so you look um uh, so i when i came like I, i'll share my story so to start with in 2016 when i came in i had to renew my visa uh, every 6 months so that means that i had to sit, sit uh, stand in a long queue for around 4 hours just to meet my immigration officer get my visa stamped and then uh, my the, my hospital won't give me an off time so i have to go back to the hospital and join my normal duty hours after that thing happened so yeah uh, people back in 2013 14 used to say me that there was only one immigration office in dublin and that used to open at 7 o'clock and people used to queue at 5 a.m outside mm-hmm. that dublin office and used to get just their visa stamped every 6 months so in my time that was changed to so immigration offices were like down in the different towns on all around the country so i had to do that then every 6 months and then there's a there's a fee you have to pay it's like 300 euros doc, uh, like everyone has to pay uh for that fee and then uh okay so what the catch was that the once your immigration officer stamps your visa then they apply for a gnib card mm-hmm. so that gnib card uh, can come to your house address around 3 weeks it can take 4 weeks i had i had a few friends which took 8 weeks so unless you have those gnib card in hand if you leave the country you cannot come back you have to apply for another visa from your own country if there's an emergency so that's the catch you those eight weeks you cannot leave the your uh, ireland and you so, cannot so, go anywhere so in, because, in, in, yeah. in a sense like if you're yeah. if, if someone yeah. in your family yeah. got sick and you had to travel yeah. you you can't yeah. because then you would have to start the process all over again and i and yeah. i also again we mentioned yeah. shamee merlier martin but she has yeah. she's she's written for for about a, a couple of years now about the fact that yeah. they they are selling appointments for the stamp for the GNIB cards like they you can go on to a website and book your and pay a private company and it didn't become an issue at Martin until the same company started selling people PCR test bookings if you recall yeah. Um, oh yeah. Right. yeah then it then it became an issue because all of a sudden Irish people were impacted by by this business but when when it was only um 
immigrants we didn't mind as much but can i can i so now we know all that um and i want to just bring it to to where we are today you're i mean the most natural thing in the world is if you're going to have a child you want your family around you yeah when you received the 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 decline can i ask the question when you when you put in the application did you tell them that this was the situation that a baby was on the way and was that included in the application process exactly so uh, so i got the letter from the obstetrician uh, uh who my wife was attending um and uh, that was attached so i think that's uh, quite enough proof for an obs- an official hsc obstetrician written letter that uh, my wife is pregnant on this day and she is due on this day and she has been attending these hsc services and she would need a social support from uh from like if she gets one that will be very helpful so that's the consultant r- writing a letter to whoever is the visa officer you know uh, who will deal with the process so there was no problem in that you know the only thing uh they kind of raised the issue that there was no, like there won't be an obligation for her to return to the home country so that's uh, they raised this flag thing as i I don't understand it. Like if you're giving visa for three months and, um, and we just want her to be with her during the first few weeks or months with us, you know, just for the social support. I don't see it like that. Uh, she'll be overstaying her visa over here, you know, for any reason at all, you know? And, and I was going to say um, yeah. in Pakistan, is it cultural yeah. to have the, the mom around, but it's cultural here in Ireland to yeah. have the mom around after a new birth. I mean, it does. I mean, you know, Tony, moms are, are, are around after I, new birth. I, my, you, know? you know, my 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 in-laws are from Cork, which is why I give Cork such a hard time. And um, but within 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 minutes of 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 Babby one and Babby two, uh, the Cork, the Cork uh, posse had arrived in, in yeah, Dublin. Yeah, and that, yeah, so and it's yeah. the and it's the most natural thing in the world. Uh, uh, you want your family around you. So I don't think people, I mean, how how cruel do you have to be to see this? And and I know I don't want to keep going on about it, but you've also gone through a miscarriage as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to drag tears out of anybody, um, Doc. But, but it uh, is it is yeah. very unfair on yeah. a, a, a mother of a newborn to leave her isolated in a part of the country that she's not used to. Um, may not have many and your your, your your wife's only here since 2020 so she's here yeah she came to me in october 2020 so she's here like i would say 14 months now with me yeah, yeah. and and can i ask then because i see i know uh, uh the other doc was like uh, uh you know you know uh, uh liga was talking to us about the yeah. um he was talking about the fact that you know him and his 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 kids uh wife and kids have had to drop things that you know because they've been moved to certain hospitals yeah and and they can't get uh, appropriate accommodation and you're you know you're facing this but at least you have you know a two-year deal in hematology at the moment where you have a bit of stability in a way that you can you can at least say we're going to be here and we can at least provide for my wife my 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 child and have the support of the mother i just don't it just seems to me that someone within the department or whether it's just the department's way it operates it's a bit cruel martin <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is very Tony. It's cruel. Yeah. Uh, Doc, can I ask? Um, yep. Is this is this something that you've experienced? These difficulties 
since you've arrived in Ireland? Have you has there been more barriers put in front of you than say um a an EU qualified doctor or anybody anybody else in other in other jurisdictions? Because it does seem to me that there does that there is a form of you're you're discriminated against due to your place of birth. So um I would say I have highlighted this issue a number of times. So the day when I came in, so I joined the surgical department. So like it was always for me to become a surgeon, but on the number one day, somebody told me that you will never, ever get a surgical training in Ireland if you are a non-EU. So better try something else. So I switched my career to medicine and I've been uh, working here and there. Like even though, like as compared to surgery, there is a bit of, loops like you can go into the medical training if you are non EU, but it's still very hard to get a higher specialist training even in medicine as well nowadays you know so like from the day when people say okay if you wanted to go to training uh, even the hospital consultants everyone working in HEC they just tell us okay go to UK you'll get a lot of training in UK like um, so that was the number one hurdle like you can't get a proper training if you are a non-EU qualified doctor working in Ireland number two as I told you earlier that there's uh, like every six months to one year some people get a six month visa some people get a one year job over here you're used to go to immigration offices and uh, because of the COVID a lot of doctors were having difficulties with getting immigration renewal uh, appointments because there was very few appointments available and a lot of doctors who had overstayed in and their visa because of non-availability of the appointments and because of that they were not able to leave ireland i have known a doctor who cannot attend the funeral of her mother in pakistan because of not getting an appointment in the uh, immigration and he overstayed the visa he was uh, like he had a fear that if he left the ireland you would have to go through a long process of visa gain by in sitting in Ireland. On the top of that, he was like really like, you know, like losing a mother is that I would say it's a big thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, these are the things. And then, you know, Dan, you also mentioned to me about the movement. So I was previously in Sligo up till uh, December 2021. And I came to Galway in January this year. So finding accommodation, so um, like I hear the podcast and the radio all the time, there's a big housing issue and all. I understand that. But, you know, NCHDs, we we usually rotate every six months to one year to different towns or different cities, you know. Uh, It's a big, it's a big thing, you know. And for me, it was like my wife was in late last trimester and then I was really stressed because to find, at least I had to find a house in Galway, you know, for her to come here and, uh, um, so it's uh, like finding houses is another issue. And then um, then you say uh, the last and on. Yeah. The one more thing. Once you have the baby, if you're a non-EU, uh, uh, so if you have a baby over here and you have been living here over here for three years, you're, you're, uh, there's an option that you can apply for Irish nationalization for the baby. I know a person, I know a doctor who works in the NACE hospital. He applied for his baby's passport. And he booked uh, his annual leaves. He was not in Pakistan for the last two and a half years. He booked his annual leaves. Okay, now the things have settled down. Things are better in Pakistan as well from the COVID point. Okay, I'll visit my mother and father over there. Um, I haven't been there for two and a half. So he booked the leaves. So now the Department of Foreign Affairs and the Irish Passport Service said, okay, no, you have to wait for four months for your baby's passport to come. You know, No way. So he missed his annual leave. He missed his annual leave. All his leaves... uh, 
went into the drain and uh, like he was just let over here like really so shocked. so like, so he was yeah. he was penalized for wanting to see his family even family, though it it, yeah. like I'm, Martin, this this yeah. uh, this is the second yeah. time I've heard this um, oh, privately. This, no, this but someone told back. someone told me this yeah. privately a, a couple of days ago yeah. that they were punished because of the tree the tree year rule. Um, yeah. that they had uh, they had gone to the UK for 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 um, a sibling was in was in trouble in the UK and had gone to the UK for for a couple of weeks to help that sibling came back and now they are being told with this new scheme that we're told is this once in a generation opportunity to to get your Irish citizenship that they're not eligible because it wasn't continuous the time they were I, here i know and you know that all goes back and i know doc you won't know this because yeah. you weren't in the country this goes back to MacDowell and anchor babies tony that's what this all goes back to and it's yeah. a shameful shameful thing that, that referendum that, is, that referendum absolutely is, is, shameful. Is, remains a stain on on the irish um yeah. irish history can Doc, i uh, sorry go so, ahead martin go no, yeah, no, Doc, go. i was just going to ask you what's the ideal situation for you um a time is very limited for you now your wife is due any time yeah. um, as you said to us it could be happening here while we're on the pod what's the ideal situation for you what would you like to happen uh, well, I've I've asked uh, like my friends over around here, like they might be, they will be, they will try to be with me during this time of child because the child could be due any time next week, you know. So they will be with me, uh, and once I'm 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 done with the, with this thing, I'm I'm planning to uh, reapply or appeal the visa decision, you know. Um, that's the only thing I could do in my capacity. I don't think so. I have any other power to do any, I don't see any other way of doing things around, you know, um, that's the only thing I see that, um, um, and the other thing is that I see that if I want to visit my family or like if my now, like her mother, my mother-in-law won't be here. My wife's mother won't be here. My wife's if she plans to go to Pakistan with the baby and wants to meet a lot, all of the family back there, I think we might have to wait for six months to get a baby's passport as well. Now we might not be able to visit Pakistan. I'm already for the last two years, I've not been into Pakistan. I don't see going to Pakistan for at least next six months, you know, um, because there's a lot of big queue for the passports as well at the moment. So yeah, there's, uh, huge, there's a lot there's of huge yeah. delays. There's huge yeah. delays for for, for passports yeah. in in Ireland yeah. at the moment. But can I ask? Yeah, and I think it's I think that's really important. There's a, there's a couple of things that that strike me legally. Okay, so uh, family reunification is something that we're supposed to try to do under international law. Okay, that's something that there's an obligation. Um, obviously, Ireland uh, will say we 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 apply international law, but I know reading that the even for non-EU, that um, spouses, siblings, and parents are considered, you know, um, much more high-profile than say a cousin yeah. or, or and and you're supposed to be given due. And it just it just seems to me that we we if if nothing else from this, we need to raise this this conversation. It needs to go to the Department of Justice and they need to look at this because it's becoming clear that that it's it, when you put these barriers up to people, why would you stay here and continue to work within our health service? Why would you continue to do these things? I mean, I know one of your colleagues was offered a placement in a in a, a hospital in New Zealand recently and yeah. has, has decided to stay. But I don't know. Part of me went, my God, you should just go. <laughs> um, it's still because because he has children sleeping on a couch uh, at the moment because he's trying to find suitable accommodation again because he's on the move again. This stuff is 
Mm. I'm sorry to get so uh, animated about it, but I just think Irish people, we all talk around, we all sit around and we all talk about the fact that we we care and we're welcoming and Cade Mila Falchi and all this sort of stuff. And then you're here, you're working, you're contributing. And not, not that that's a barrier to me, by the way. I, you know, some people who get here have fled war or fled poverty or ple- fled trauma and they deserve all the care and support as well. But you're six years here and all you're all you want is for you and your wife to have your family around you at this most crucial and actually the most precious time because you know new life is precious and i just think it's really really cruel i i sorry martin i know i went on a rant and you're trying to wrap me up now but i'm just really annoyed about it doc can i just say thanks very very much for coming on and having this conversation and we do we understand you we both have kids we know exactly what it's like and you're on tender hooks we know this don't know whether you're coming or going and look we wish you the very best and we hope to god that everything will uh, you know anshala may the baby be absolutely perfect and everything that you want and we do and we wish you both the very best of happiness in the future as well Thank you so much. And one last thing I would add on before uh, before we go, uh, um, that you mentioned to me that why we want to stay. Like I will answer in my capacity why I want to stay. Like over the last six years, I have met a lot of very good people uh, in Ireland. I have met a lot of very good friends in Ireland as well. Who uh, And uh, like I haven't been any problem with any of my landlords over the last six years. They're very nice to me. And wherever I meet any person in community, they're very nice to me. My colleague, Irish colleagues in the hospital, they're really, really nice, super nice to me. They're very accommodative. Like even they like, like if my wife has any sort of any problem or anything, they, they can like, they can allow me for even a half day breaks or something like that, just to accommodate me that they knew that I didn't, my mother-in-law didn't get the visa. They accommodated me. Okay, you can take the half day break, go with, be with your wife at this time, you know? So like, these are the smaller things I pick up from the Irish people. And I think this makes me not to leave this country at the moment, you know? So it's the smaller things, you know, you pick up and uh, you, uh, you kind of say, okay, okay, this has happened, but there's a lot of nice people over here as well. You know, look, I, I, I'm grateful for for the the work that you do and for you and your colleagues across the board and i just think we yeah. should we, we need to we need to take this um, matter very seriously because if it happened if it happened to someone from cork to Kerry, there'd be there'd be ructions martin as they say but but thank you so much doc and and all the best to you and your your dear wife and maybe may babby be all all the blessings upon you and the family and because uh you know and gets and i hope you get both get plenty of sleep because uh you can forget about it in the next yeah forevermore <laughs> that's my one advice to all prospective new dads is sleep now because once it's gone it's gone yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> thank you so much thank you tony thank listen, you martin listen folks please 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 we'll be putting stuff on social media will you let people know about this let's share this let them know why we should care and and, and push again and we will be back tomorrow and um, we have a hell of a lineup martin i think we've got um We've got we've got we've got a three three people joining us from the north, which will be very interesting. Uh, yeah. um, so looking forward to it. Listen, folks, thanks for listening. Talk to you all very very soon. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber podcast. Sub-
subscribe now on Patreon.